Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Taryn Hunt. This is the E-Hunter podcast. Thank you for joining me. On today's podcast, I have the guys from the Initial Ascent brand. They're a backpack uh, company that's been become pretty popular in the outdoor industry. And so super excited to have them on, learn more about them and their products and, and what they do. And so hopefully you guys find this podcast helpful, especially if you're in the market for a new backpack. So let's go ahead and get them on the phone and we'll start chatting with them. If you're ready, let's, yeah, let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off. If you don't mind, would you mind uh, starting off a little introductions, in, introduction, tell everybody who you are and, and what you do over there? Yeah. So my name's Dennis Stokes. I'm originally from uh, Lake Wales, Florida, and by way of Alabama, I, I moved out here in 2000 to, to Middleton, Idaho. Well, actually to the Boise area. I was in Nampa for a little while. Um, and I actually am my day job. I'm a dairy nutrition consultant. So I've got my own consulting firm and um, been doing that for a little over 20 years. And then uh, my second job is uh, co-owner of Initial Ascent uh, Pack Company. So um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's kind of who I am. I've got uh, got a wife and three kids and. Um, just love being out here in Idaho. Nice. Very nice. Heck yeah. Idaho is much better than Florida. Just, you know, a lot better hunting. No question. I, <laughs> I would not go back to Florida if you paid me. <laughs> uh, I spent a little bit of time out in Florida just for, with my day job. And actually, I'm headed to Alabama too in a, in a few weeks. I've never been to Alabama before, but excited to go down and okay. see those people. But um, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't live out east. I, I just like the hunting that we have out here. I like to be able to hunt elk and deer, mule deer and pronghorn and everything, so. Yeah, yeah, not really, you know, not much of that down there. We've got, you know, we had, I grew up on whitetail um, hunting and hog hunting. I did some coon hunting in my day, nice. you know, with the, with the old blue ticks. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I trapped and, and fished. I, I just was outside all the time so um just kind of grew up with that grew up on a dirt road back there in florida and um yeah just just a country boy nice nice well glad you made it out here out west and super stoked that you uh you started the initial ascent company because like i said there, there's you guys got some good products i've been able to to watch some videos and, and listen in on, on some of the stuff that you guys have got going on and uh, i think man you guys got some great gear and I'd love to, to chat a little bit about that today and kind of talk about yeah. what's new. So you said you're the co-owner, so who else is with you? Yeah, so uh, my partner, Joe Elliston, uh, he's been a friend of mine for a long time, and um, we uh, we met at uh, our kids' football practice. Nice. And Joe Joe finally came up to me because I'm, I'm pretty sheltered. I, I, don't, I don't reach out a whole lot. I just kind of like to stay in my little bubble, you know, mm -hmm. unless I go to a show. But, uh, you know, Joe came up, introduced himself, said, man, I, I've seen you at church. And um, and I said, yeah, I've, I've seen you for about three years in church. I apologize. <laughs> I haven't said anything to you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, one thing led to another. And, and Joe and I uh, really hit it off and, and just talk, started talking about, you know, our our families and our passions and that sort of thing. And one of his passions was, um, was backpacking and another passion was hunting. And, uh, so 
we had that in common and um, I had been doing it for um, well since basically since I got out here um, I had been trying to uh, hunt out west which is so much different than what I was used to in the east Um, so so Joe and I kind of talked about that and, and then we started hunting together a little bit and uh we found ourselves really discussing our gear a lot uh, i'm a gearhead from way back i just i i just love it and uh joe's not as much of a gearhead as i am but he's still a gearhead um so we we've got to comparing notes on different packs we were running and that sort of thing and i had, i had had about i mean over over the years before initial sense started i'd had about every pack out uh-huh. there uh, as far as from companies that uh, are in the west here mm-hmm. and, um, even had uh, Cabela's pack here and there <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we all kind of start with those but, kind of packs because they're cheap and <laughs> yeah absolutely you know and we want to we want to do it so, yeah <laughs> but, uh, these packs have come so far oh. you know even in the last five years um, uh-huh. there's just some some great companies doing some great things out there. Well, I'm with you. I'm a gearhead. I love, I love technology. I love what's, what's coming out these days, you know, whether it be packs, whether it be camo clothes, you know, gear that we, that we wear or whatever. And, and I love the advancements that we make. You know, I, I've got a backpack that I, I bought probably 15 years ago and you compare that backpack to what is coming out now. And it's just night and day with, you know, comfort and durability and things like that, that, you know, it, it's amazing what where we've come from and where we're at now. Whether it be backpacks, whether it be yeah, camel clothing that we wear, our guns, our bows, everything else that you know along that line. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's amazing, and I, I love to see more advancements that that come. Where did the initial ascent name come from? That's one thing I always wanted to ask you guys. Is that that's an interesting name? But I've I've always wondered where you guys got that. Well, we you know we. We're trying to find a name for the company that wasn't like really anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it just happened that we threw a bunch of names, you know, basically white sheeted it and just threw a bunch of names out there. <laughs> and uh, somehow through all that rigmarole, we, we, <laughs> we came up with initial ascent. And so the thought in my mind was it was our initial ascent into um, not, not only up on the mountain, but initial ascent into the hunting industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely didn't want to say anything about descending. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to be ascending. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, we didn't want to get, uh, crushed before we even started. So, uh, that's awesome. I was kind of thought like, you know, when you're, you're climbing the mountain, it's always the, the hardest part. And so, I thought, oh, this is going to make the, right. the hardest part of the hike even easier because you got a better pack on your back rather than <laughs> coming down the hill. So there you go. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of, of hidden meanings there, you know. Love it, love so. it. I've re- I I think it's a cool name. I think you guys have a cool logo. Um, you know, I've t- I've talked a lot with Guy over at Western Contours, and actually we did a podcast in your guys's booth um, back in 2019, and it's kind of the first you time. Were the- First live podcast for guy for guy. Yep, yep, we were. <laughs> it was awesome. It was Man. such a cool setting. I mean, you guys were in like the best spot right there. I mean, there, there was just so much going on around. Great booths around you. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better place for one to have a booth, yeah. 
but then two to be doing podcasts and, and and things like that so i saw the mountain dude table and uh yeah just kind of that's where i started learning about you guys and, and what you what you had to offer and um and how you guys were different than other pack companies and that's what i actually kind of like to to talk about a little bit today is is what does make initial ascent stand out above the rest because there are quite a few backpack companies out there there's some that have been out for well like you talked about cabela's i mean those pack, backpacks have been around forever but there's other brands that have been around and then there's also these new ones that ha have popped up within the last you know five or so years and so i, I kind of like to talk about that like what what really does set initial ascent um uh, di uh, different or above the rest sure so so let me take you back a little bit uh, give you a little background um Perfect. So I injured my back back in 1994, I believe it was, and so my lower back, uh, L5, and matter of fact, I just started physical therapy finally <laughs> wow. yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, I, I bet you're yeah, feeling great I, right now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so hoarse hell. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I started that. So anyway... I could never find a pack, no matter what brand it was, that would work for me and, and my back issue. Mm -hmm. Now, I know people don't build packs for back issues, but I just, I knew there had to be something that could be done to, to make that better. Mm -hmm. And, and it was more, it was selfish for me because I, right. I wanted to make, you know, it, uh, work for me yeah. and you know a lot of the things that we've designed that's what we had in mind we want to make them work for us because we know if they work for us that they could work for other people you know mm -hmm. um but we took three about three years to um design build and test our frame and the integris frame and now we have the invictus frame mm -hmm. uh, for for the ladies out there shorter torso. So, um, the integers frame is what separates us from everybody else. Yeah. And, and I would add on to that, the, the suspension as well. Um, that hip belt that we put together, uh, we just cut a video, um, and released it on YouTube about, and it's all about our, our hip belt and what went into the design and why we did what we did and that sort of thing. And so, uh, for any of your listeners out there, that might be something good to go check out and kind of kind of see what I'm talking about. But our pack, it it's and and we've had to. I mean, it's just lots and lots of testing, lots and lots of feedback, and that sort of thing. We're on, I think, version 17 of the frame. Wow. Now, don't don't think that all the versions have been completely different. There's been a tweak here and there. Yeah. You know? Uh, change change the slot size or, or something like that. But um, we wanted something that was, we decided on car carbon fiber, and we even went further than that and did a carbon fiber kind of composite, so mm -hmm. a, a blend of some things in there. And that that set us apart from everybody that's, that's ever done it, really, um, in the backpack industry. So... We had three engineer firms, uh, engineering firms working on that. We were Boise State. Um, we uh, and now the engineering firm that we're 
currently working with that actually builds the frames. They're over in Rexburg, mm -hmm. Idaho, Sidious Composites. And so uh, it's it's just, it was one of those deals where we had, we had a, a good cookie as far as for an idea, but we had to build the recipe. Yeah. yeah. And it was just trial after trial after trial. So that's why it took us so long. And we, we knew that was the foundation of what we were doing mm -hmm. and foundation is very important to us. Um, you, you, if you've listened to any of the podcasts we've been on, you know, Joe and I are Christian guys and, and, uh, our foundation is, is Christ. Yeah. And we know that if, if that is solid in our relationship with him, then everything else, you know, is, is kind of gravy. And we thought the same thing about backpacks. Um, your frame is absolutely the most important thing because the way we do things, you know, we like to go out, you know, light and come back really, really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think the, the separation there really for us comes, um, because of our frame and suspension, but as you go along and get heavier and heavier and heavier, it just seems to get more comfortable. And that's where we start to separate um, from some other brands. Um, once you get over that 70 pounds, um, then all of a sudden it's, it's game on. Um, guys have done some outrageous things with our packs, um, as you, you've probably seen out there. And, and just being able to pack the way that we can on our system you know, it's not like you're just strapping all the meat to, you know, the, the back of the frame right. and then sandwiching the bag over it. It's a lot more than that. Um, our, our design was to keep as much weight spread across our backs and as close to our center of gravity as possible. And so, you know, one of the things that has come to light in the past couple of years uh, by a good friend of ours, Dave Baronio. He's a, he's a guide uh, there in Utah with R&K hunting. And he, before, when he was packing elk and deer off the mountain, I mean, he's a beast. He, yeah. he can get it done. He was using a stick and actually cutting a slit in the hocks, you know, for rear quarters mm -hmm. and sliding them over on the stick and then putting it in front of his pack on his uh I guess whatever that muscle is right below your neck, your traps, uh, those or... muscles, he put it. Yeah. He put yeah. it right there, right where you put a squat bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, he would do that and he would carry those quarters that way. And then he would have like front shoulders or whatever in his pack itself. That's ingenious. Um, but when, when our, it really is because you know what that does, that keeps that weight closer. I mean, that's as close to your center of gravity mm -hmm. as you can get it. That's why we squat um, that way. Any, exactly. Because any other pack out there, you just physically can't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you either have to go out or you have to go up to right. put more, more on it. So we were able to take those notches that we created for a rifle uh, sling mm -hmm. and start using that to pack quarters. And I've done it myself. I'll never pack out another deer you know, without just breaking the whole thing out, bone in. Right. I, I just, that's just the way it goes. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's heavy, but 
man, you can walk straight up and down mm-hmm. um, while you're while you're doing it. I've I've actually had uh, lots of guys come over to the shop. We do uh, by appointment only. Um, we don't have a storefront at, mm-hmm. at this time. But uh, what I've done is I'll I'll put a sixty pound sandbag uh, on their on their pack. We put it in our pannier load carrier, and I get them fitted, um, custom fitted. And then once they're fitted, they carry that 60 pounds around. And then I take two more 60 pound um, sandbags and hang one on either side and have them feel what 180 pounds feels like. And I always have them guess Mm -hmm. how much weight do you think we have in there? You know, and everybody's always at least 40 pounds lighter. (laughs) Wow. So. So, but, but that just, just proves my point, you know, it, it, the way it carries you, you just don't have to hunch over. You don't have to engage muscles to keep you upright. Um, the physics just does it. And, and that's, I, I I guess to sum it all up, and I know this is a long drawn out. No, I love this. This is great. This is, this is what we're here for. Yeah. To sum it all up. It just comes down to physics. Yeah. And, you know, that moment arm, that fulcrum, um, and the, the shorter that moment arm is, uh, and let's just say uh, the center point is your center of gravity. So right in the center, if you're looking at you from the side, mm-hmm. that moment arm, as sh- the shorter it can be, the less work you're going to have to do to carry more weight. Right. So if that load moves out from you, um, that moment arm gets longer and all of a sudden you can't carry the same weight as effectively as you can if that moment arm is shorter. So kind of geeked out there a little bit, but, um, that's, <laughs> but it, it's, it's physics, man. It, 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 uh, that's what we strive to do. Well, that makes sense too. You know, cause you know, you made the comment that with most packs you're, you're either loading out or up. And we've all done that. I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is, has yeah. done that. And then you find yourself, yeah, hunching over. And before long, you know, right in here, right in the front of your shoulder. I know people on the podcast can't see me. But, you know, in the front of your shoulders here, it just starts to burn. And this, I feel like every time I get done with a pack. So, for example, we had to hike or had to pack out one of my elk. And I had half the elk on my back. And by the time I got back to camp, so half an elk is, you know, roughly 80 90 pounds somewhere around there um by the time i got back to camp my arm or my shoulders right here were so sore but then i realized it's because i was i put everything on the back of my backpack and so all that weight was pulling me back like that and there's just there's just a lot better ways to to distribute that weight and like you said if you if you distribute the right way it's a, it's a lot easier to pack you can pack a lot more weight and not feel like you're packing that much weight yeah and, and a lot goes in with how i mean obviously how you pack um that meat and and making sure that you pack and and here's one of the things when we first designed this pack system um we did want it a little bit wider than, mm-hmm. than our competitors out there uh we did that for a reason because the wider you make that the more surface area you have to put weight against your back and the closer you can get that uh to your back and to your center of gravity which makes again that moment arm get shorter and then all of a sudden by laws of physics it becomes 
perceived easier. Mm -hmm. And, and so we did the same thing when we designed our bags, we created a wedge shape to it. If you look at it from the side, it looks like a wedge. Mm -hmm. And then, so, so we took a lot of these backpacks are made, um, with kind of a tube, uh, look to them. You know, they're, they're just kind of a tube. Yeah. Um, well, what we did was we actually decreased the depth on ours a little bit. We widened it out just slightly. And so there again, even with the bag design, we're trying to keep it as close as possible to your back, no matter if you're carrying meat or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it goes back to just work, work smarter, not harder. And I think that's kind of going back to our technology yeah. conversations. That's really where we're going to with hunting is, it's, well, really with everything. You know, you and I were talking about golf before we hit record on this. And, you know, golf's the same way. A lot of the technology that we're using in golf now is way different than it was back when Tiger Woods started playing golf. And so we're able to hit the ball as far as he did back in the day. Not that we're as good at golfers as he is, but we have the equipment that's kind of progressed and gotten better same with hunting as we as these things get better it allows us to be better hunters and i, and I know that's, that's a big uh, debatable conversation that everybody has is does gear truly make you a better hunter in my eyes i because i am a uh, i'm a gearhead in my eyes it does because for like for this example is it allows you to get where you need to go for one because you have a nice light pack a good comfortable pack that allows you to hike in and then it also allows you to pack that animal back out. So it, I think it does make you a better hunter in the long run. Oh, I do too. And especially when you, when you look at going over seven days, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can, most everybody can go and, and do five to seven days and, you know, be a little bit tired, but man, when you push on past that seven day mark, um, all of a sudden, all the stuff that you did up to that point starts kind of mounting Mm-hmm. It starts weighing in on you. And so if we can, through technology, if we can create some energy efficiency, mm-hmm. um, all those days that are leading up to passing that seven-day mark, um, you're going to be a better hunter on day eight, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what do, what do you guys have coming out for 2022? I know that we have the a lot of trade shows coming up pretty quickly. Um, a big one, Western Hunting and Conservation Expo, is which when we talked about where we met and um, kind of got to know you guys, I, I'm sure you guys will have a lot of your new stuff there. But I mean, with this technology that we've been talking about, I know it's going to continue to evolve and every year you guys are going to have different looking stuff. It's not going to be huge changes, I'm sure, but little different tweaks and, and whatnot. So, and I don't ask right. you to, I'm not asking you to uh, reveal any secrets here, but uh, no. what's uh, going okay. on for 2022 for you guys? Um, you know, I'll back up just a little bit. 2020 and 2021, you know, have been really challenging years. Uh, uh, but it it does seem like um, in the outdoor space, it may have kind of helped, you know, us out a little bit. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you that. It, so, it was was it good for you guys or was it bad for you guys? Because it was bad for a lot of you, you know, know different what? companies. But it was bad for one month. When, wow. When, when COVID first hit that uh-huh. right there in March, I guess it was 2020, yeah. it was bad yeah, for one month because I think everybody was scared to death. Right. And I, I mean, I, I was a little afraid too. Well, <laughs> <I didn't know laughs> it's, what was it's a hard time on. to have a business that you, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, especially when you're just going because we right. just launched in, in February of 2018. 
Oh, so, wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the thing exactly. is, every, so, everybody got, you know, everybody started getting into hunting. In fact, I think 2020 or 2021, I can't remember the stat on it, but like had the, it was the highest number of new hunters were introduced. I, I'm pretty sure it was 2020 is the year that there were more hunters that, or mm-hmm. more people became hunters that year than, than any year in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can no longer, you know, go 10 miles deep and get away from people, man. You, They're everywhere. You know, there, there's guys on the hill, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I just got back from Colorado. And, 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 you know, yeah, and, and, and that's that's great for the industry. It's, it is. That's great for conservation. Um, you know, selfishly. It's frustrating. challenges there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. So all that work we put in, right? Yeah. Uh, that's not know. bad to only have one so. bad month through all that. And then, so, so since then, and I'm sorry to, to digress and get away from 2022, yeah. but it, it's been pretty good since then though, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really has. We just continue to grow. I mean, it's, it's amazing that, I mean, with Joe and I being in it every single day, um, you know, I mean, this is just what we, what we live for. Yeah. Um, with us being in every day, um, it just, it doesn't seem, it seems like arduous. It seems, it seems to creep along. But if we look back to where we were in 2018, man, it's really, it's really grown. Um, it's really come about more and more people are hearing about us, uh, and kind of catching on to what we're trying to accomplish. And so I, I think, 2022 is, I think it's going to be a great year. Um, who knows what's going to happen with, you know, possible shutdowns again or whatever. Right. Um, I, I don't lie awake at night thinking about that at all. You can't. <laughs> it's out of our control. You, my, you kind of just have yeah, to keep I going. Just go do my thing, man. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what, if, if something like that does happen, we're going to figure it out, but I sure hope that we can go to you know, expo this year and that that's going like, and I think there'll be record crowds there, I think. Well, where it was canceled last year, I think that we're all just so damn stoked to go to it that I think every hunter, if they can, if at all possible, I think they're going to be at that expo. So I agree. I think it's going to be amazing. I I think it will be. It's going to be great and amazing. Although Saturday is going to be so busy and full, you're probably going to have to be like, rubbing shoulders with every person that you come in contact with. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we, we had probably 12 or 13 people at all times in our booth. Wow. And I never saw anybody just standing around. They were always talking to somebody. Um, and I dig that, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I, I'm, I'm kind of a, I mentioned before, I'm kind of a little bit sheltered, you know, a little bit in my own little bubble. Yeah. But, Man, when I get to that, I eat it up. I just love it. I love talking to people mm-hmm. um, at those things and talking to them about what I'm passionate about and trying to figure out a way to help them some way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's one of the main reasons I got into this was to to help people. Yeah. I mean, you know, that I knew that there had to be some better ways to do certain things and. Uh, what we found out is when we showed up on the scene in 2018, I mean, we kept it really quiet. I think only Joe and I knew that we were going to be there. 
<laughs> we showed up with a booth and there there were a lot of heads turned um and we sure didn't have the the product then like we do now um you well, know, we try to raise the bar all the time even but, in 2000 uh, that was let's say even in 2019 when we were there i mean it was unreal how many people i i told guy that i was like you picked the right booth to be in because there was just always people in there i mean people were yeah. kind of geeking out about some of your guys' products and i get and that wasn't your first year if you guys were there in 18 as well yeah that's yeah. that's amazing how many people have been yeah and i i think actually i want to say i think it was 2020 um because we had that was the mm -hmm. first year we did the 20 by 20 booth like uh -huh. the, the big one oh maybe. um and because they did, they remember. I think the country got shut down right after that. That's like right. March right after that. That's right. Because it was February of 2020, and then we had the expo. That's right. And then March, everything got shut down. You're you're right. It was 2020. That's right. And I went, um, I went down to Las Vegas at the end of February and did this uh, this thing for charity where we where we climbed the stratosphere. Uh huh. And uh, you know, to see how how fast we could do it, but just to climb all, I forget how many floors there were, like 144 or something like that. Jeez. Um, but anyway, we climbed, climbed that and didn't know anything about COVID at the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, heck, we're we're in this hallway with lots and lots of you know people, and it's just just to have a great time <laughs> and uh, go out to a restaurant after that. You know, you know, sounds like real life, like, like what that, what life used to be. Thing yet. <laughs> Yeah, like real life used to be. <laughs> so it was, uh, little did we know that less than a month later, um, our world would be turned mm. upside down for a little while. Yeah, uh, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I do, I'm, I'm hopeful that the future is a little bit better. You know, I know that cases have climbed and I, I know they've thrown out the word again of a, or of a shutdown and, and whatnot, but I hope that we're, we're getting past it and kind of move forward and kind of get back to that again, what, what we've yeah. known life to be in the past. Heaven knows we've been dealing with this long enough. I mean, going on three or two years of it. So, man, do you guys have, uh, so going back to 2022 and what's and coming up? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dan. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just I was just gonna say uh, so so yeah twenty twenty two so we we had some manufacturing struggles in twenty twenty one but I, that's just with everything I mean you know and there was backlogs on products and that sort of thing my partner Joe he he kind of handles uh, all of the we buy our own raw goods oh nice um, and then we build them here in Idaho nice and so. Um, Joe is really on top of that. He did a really, really good job of getting stuff ahead of time, kind of forecasting a little bit and and seeing, you know, possible problems down the road with whether it be freight or, um, you know, on land or or water. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of navigated us through that, which was which was great. But good. then you had these soft goods manufa manufacturers that, I mean, they're having employee issues. Um, you had a lot of, they were having trouble finding people um, to work, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. They were getting paid more sitting at home. Sitting at home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, 
than they were sitting there sewing uh, technical gear. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, we had some we had some struggles then, but uh, we've kind of worked our way through that. Um, and 2020 is going to be it's going to be a much better year. We believe we've we've kind of upped the manufacturing, um, increased uh, the production capacity, and that sort of thing, and just trying to get ready for. Uh, the growth that we're predicting for for 2022. That's good. That, you know, that's a, a frustrating thing in the hunting industry in general is trying to get stuff right now. I mean, yeah. ammo and bullets are are just a whole other world. But really, anything sure. right now, you try to order something and uh, you could be months out of getting it, or you know, you may not even be able to order it. it might there might not even be a back order on it. Yeah. So I'm glad that you guys are ramping up and getting prepared for that because it. I'm hoping it's a busy year for you guys. I would imagine it is going to be a busy year for you. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, as far as like new products and stuff, um, you know, we do have a couple things that we're going to bring out uh, in 2022. Now, as far as like the frame, the suspension, the, you know, the bags, the bags, you know, with the exception of, of a few tweaks here and there, just because. Uh, they were just needed stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. The more and more you use things, and the more feedback you hear, um, you just just make little tweaks to keep raising that bar. Uh, we do have uh, we're we're playing with some ideas on a, a bag for uh, 2023 that oh, nice. uh, will kind of come in and, and probably replace what uh, you know what we have, or or we hope. Uh, the thing with that is is like with manufacturing prototyping and that sort of thing has gotten put on hold because we're just we just want product in we we had uh we had some struggles uh the back half of the summer july and august uh and september with with getting things in so we were on back order with a lot of our stuff and i'm the guy who puts all the packs together and i ship them all out as well and wow you talk about frustrated (laughs) when i've got 25 orders sitting over there on the table that i can't fill because we're out of you know a couple of these things Mm -hmm. oh man i was fit to be tied (laughs) i was not a good person to be around sometimes oh Oh, i can only imagine the frustration with that oh that'd be horrible (laughs) i'm excited to hear about I was going to say, I'm excited about it, hear yeah, about a new pack coming out in, in 2023. And I guess what I'm hearing on that is you and I got to do another podcast next year and talk about, uh, we have to make this an annual do, thing, yeah. Dennis. <laughs> hey, I'd love to, man. That, I think that would be just perfect. <laughs> um, but with everything that we, that would bring out new, we test and test and test and test, um, mm-hmm. before we introduce it. So, so that's the reason, you know, if, if we wanted to try to, you know, get it ready for this summer with all the backlogs in, in, uh, materials and that sort of thing. It just takes so long. You've got to do it. You've got to order things six to nine months in advance of when you're going to need it, uh, just to have a prayer of getting it, uh, by that time. So, and there's some of these companies that can't even tell you number one, where your product is that you're waiting on, Mm -hmm. but also, when it's going to be to you they they can't tell you this stuff um we were out of platypus bladders for mm-hmm. golly we ran out in july and 
We just got them in the other day. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy to me. So it, It's nuts. So you guys are basically putting stuff together. Well, yeah, for 2023 right now is when you've got to be doing this stuff just so you can have that bag ready in 2023 when you're able to really, holy smokes. That's That's exactly right. So, but yeah, concepts are going to be, you know, very similar to our, to our current bags. Um, but there's going to be some, some key feature changes that are just going to make it so much better for everybody. So, are you guys going to start expanding a little bit into other products? Uh, I don't even know where to go with that. Bino harnesses, uh, other kind yeah, of packs, we, duffels, things like that. Sure. We've talked about that. Um, and it seems like we'd like to do that. We'd like to do that to, you know, offer more SKUs out there and to, to try to become a little bit more of a, you know, complete, uh, maybe one-stop shop type thing, yeah. uh, for backcountry gear. But at the same time, we, we look at our packs and we want to try to perfect what, you know, what we have, mm-hmm. uh, what we're good at. Um, you know, you start diving into other products and that sort of thing. And, you know, and I know there's some other companies that have been very successful at that but you know when there's just two of us yeah um, man you don't have the manpower janitor but we're the ceo and 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 f and cfo and yeah um it it just uh it's 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 a tough thing and so we uh we would like to get into some of that uh and you probably will see some of that coming along in the next couple of years um but uh, yeah, w- which products we go with that? I'm not not real sure on that. Um, well, we don't want to just make a me too product, right? Well, and the reason that I say that is just because I love the concepts that you guys have, and I, and you know, and it actually makes a lot of sense because I I didn't know a lot about the background of your company, and so hearing that it's you and Joe, and you know, it's kind of you two against the world on this, it really actually makes a lot of sense with the products that you make because the products that you make are very tailored to us. You know, I, I think there's products that people make for the masses and it's just kind of, I don't know, one size fits all for, for lack of better words. And it, right. and it seems like you guys' product is more tailored to what we do as hunters and it's more personalized isn't the right word, but it's the best word that I can come up with at this point. So when I, that's why I asked that question is because I'd yeah. love to see your guys' concepts go into some of these other products, you know, like uh, Bino Harness is one thing that's just coming to mind. It's just because your oh, stuff yeah. is comfortable, it's it's durable, it, it, it's a good, solid product. And so to expand that into other products, I think would be cool. I'm not telling you you need to do that. I'm not telling you how to do your business, but <laughs> no, <laughs> just say that. But, but you know what, that's, that is a great point. And, uh, and that's, that's what we have in mind. But like I say, we, when we come out with something, we don't want to be a me too product. We want to yeah. make a difference. We want to make you know, whatever we make, we want that to help us be better out in the field. Um, you know, it's funny when we showed up in 2018, just our presence in the industry, whether we were selling packs or not, mm-hmm. made every company out there better. Yep. And that made us better hunters. Yep. Absolutely. So I 100% you know, agree we, with that. We, I guess we helped our comp competition in that aspect they probably look at it like you know uh got another company coming in and that sort of thing and it is a crowded space 
it, it for sure is. But uh, but yeah, it, it, when you boil it all down, you know, a new company comes in like that and it makes everybody sharpen their pencils. It mm-hmm. makes uh, them really put their thinking caps on, uh, you know, for for the design and and that sort of thing. And and, and that just the hunters benefit yeah. from that process. Exactly. No question. Exactly. It's competition. It makes everything better. It. I mean, it, it is a, a saturated market, but the thing is, is you guys and a lot of other companies can do the same thing. Come in and do things a little bit differently. And and I want to say kudos to you guys. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up any up your skirt or anything like that. But kudos to you guys for for doing it the way that you do it. Like I said, I had no idea how your business model was set up until this very moment. And so I'm very impressed of what you guys are able to accomplish between the two of you. And, and it does it does leak into your your product and, and you're also like you said your presence in the hunting industry because it, it, it did change um right there about 2018 2019 and so um yeah kudos to you guys for doing it another question i was going to ask you um you talked about a storefront earlier is that something that you guys have talked about is is having a storefront available for folks yeah we we have uh we've talked about that but you know, we just we're just not to that point yet. Um, you know, first of all, Joe and I uh, both you know have our our full time gigs um, mm-hmm. or our you know putting putting dinner on the table gigs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type, type <laughs> thing. You know, um, and we just we wouldn't have the time to staff it. Plus, you know, it it costs a lot of money to do that, especially in this market. Yeah. Um, so. We're gonna just keep for right now uh, operating kind of how we've we've got two locations basically. Um, one is a is a raw goods location. The other one is the finishing location, and that's kind of where I do all the appointments. Uh, and it's it's right here. I've got a large shop, and it's right here. We've got the entire finished goods shop here. Wow. So um, that it, it works, and and for now it's. You know, even though guys have to make an appointment, um, you still get that one-on-one, personal, customized um, experience, and that I I love doing that. I mean, it's it's a uh, one of those things that if you can pick several things from the business, or if you just had to pick one thing from the business that you enjoy the most, and that is being with a customer and showing them about our packs and, and, and telling them about our passion. I, I, I can only imagine. I mean, I've, I've never actually worked in retail. I, well, so by trade, I'm a nurse, uh, which is, I know everybody out there, you can make fun of that if you, if you want to, but, uh, <laughs> um, but being able to impact people's lives, that's really what matters. You know, even with, with eHunter, you know, it, it's great. It's what I love to do. And kind of how you said how you started your company in, in kind of a selfish way because you wanted, you know, with your back issues, you want a, back, a pack that would benefit you. And same with eHunter. I started this because, I, you know, I just love the hunting industry. I love being involved. I love podcasting and, and stuff like that. And, and to do it with hunting is, is amazing. And, and so... Um, you know, it's just kind of that niche that, that we get into. And so now I think it's cool that, that you guys, what you guys are doing, what you're getting into. And I know I keep talking about these things as, you know, other products and a storefront and stuff like that. And I, I don't mean to get you ahead of yourself in, in, in any way. Yeah. Um, cause I do appreciate what you guys do and how you do it. I mean, I think it's really cool. Yeah. 
So, um, so you guys are going to be at the Western Hunting uh, and Conservation Expo this year. Are you guys going this year? Are you guys going to any other shows that people can catch you guys at? Yeah, so we're uh, we're doing the, the the Idaho Sportsman Show again um, next year. We're gonna. Our goal is to try to expand our show schedule by one, maybe two every year. Wow! Um, since we didn't go to anything last year other than Mountain Archery Fest, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll be back at at all of those, I believe. Uh, this year so that people can come see us there as well but that's you know that's the way you got to do it you got to try to catch us when we're at these events because you know that's that's where you can really come put your hands on these things uh obviously if you're local to this area or passing through you know you can set up an appointment with me for a one-on-one type deal and you know what i've i've done so many of like I'll ship a pack to somebody that ordered one and they'll email me back and say, you know, Hey, I got a question about this. Uh, and this is what I'm feeling when I have it on. Uh, can you help me? And so I'll jump on a zoom call or, or Skype or FaceTime, uh, with the customers one-on-one in the evenings and, and go through it all. They can show me exactly what they're doing um, I can tell them exactly what I want them to do mm-hmm. because I, I want people to learn the proper way. You would be shocked at how many people don't know how to correctly put on a pack for hauling heavy loads. That, I mean, that, it's just amazing. It's, it's job security. It really, really is. You know, that's one thing that I, I have found, and I've talked to other people um, that have been in in the industry of, of building backpacks. And, and that's what they always say is it, it, people just have no idea how to even put a backpack on or how to adjust it for themselves. So you guys being willing to do that, uh, especially where it's not like your main, your only gig, I guess I should say, you know, where you have your nine to five yeah. or your, yeah. that puts food on the table. And then to do this after hours, that, that's very cool of you guys to be willing to do that. I know that probably takes a lot of your time. It, it does, but, but man, it's worth it to me because mm-hmm. the customers without the customers, you know, we're nothing. And we want, we want to have the best customer service in the industry. And, and I think, you know, by doing things like that, I think that really, you know, kind of puts us ahead of the game. Cause I mean, let's face it. Most of the bigger companies can't do that. And especially when, when you're talking about, you get to talk with an owner, mm-hmm. um, one of the guys that designed, the system that you just spent all your hard-earned money on, um, I think that that means something, and I love doing it. It's it's one of those things. It's not a bother at all. I just love doing it, and I wish more people would, you know, would do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, kind of getting back to what you were saying about uh, you ha- you talked to other companies, and and that that's been their experience mm-hmm. as well. You know, that's our fault. That that is that is. The, the backpack manufacturers uh, in the industry, we got to do a better job of educating people. Um, whether, I mean, because we can't be everywhere all the time, obviously, but we got to, you know, and, and most of these companies have really good videos and that sort of thing. And then, then it's on the customer to, to go, um, you know, watch that video to right. make sure they learn how. Um, but then if they have questions after that, you know, how many, 
how many people are actually going to get to talk with an owner uh, or a designer and and figure out the best way that it's going to work for them because everybody's different. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate you guys, you shouldering that uh, responsibility. You know, but I think the, the problem with hunters is a lot of time they'll hop online and they'll order something. And I found that this out with boots. So I'm going to use the, uh, a boot example on this is, you know, you can hop online, you can go on Amazon and buy whatever boots you want. But it wasn't until I actually went to a, a, a show, an expo, and talked with the guys, talked about the different products. Had I not done that, I would have ordered the, the wrong boot for what I want. You know, I, I wanted an all leather. Well, I, I, I didn't really know that I wanted an all leather boot, but after telling him kind of where I hunt and the things that I do, he's like, you want an all leather boot for where you're going. You want no insulation because your feet get hot and sweaty and disgusting. And, you know, he, he started just going through all this different thing, these different things uh, of, of the boot that I need. And I had, like I said, had I not done that, then I would not have known what I need if I would have just gone online and done it. And so, so for those hunters out there, um, you know, don't just hop online and just buy whatever. I, I feel like you're wasting your money doing that, especially when there's companies out there that are willing to, to help you. Um, whether that's videos and, and you guys uh, listening out there, we, you know, hop on and check out the initial ascent videos, a ton, you know, a lot of good content out there, you know, and uh, I don't give a lot of plugs for other podcasts, but um, the gritty guys, you know, they they use your guys' products and they put that stuff through the ropes. I mean, oh, holy yeah. smokes, do those boys beat the crap out of those packs and Thank carry you. them in a long way. So if you want to see what an initial ascent backpack can do, watch those videos. Um, but anyways, back to my point is there are companies out there like Dennis, like Initial Ascent, that will be willing to to help with identifying which packs best for you and not only which packs best for you, but how to actually properly use it. Cause yeah, like we talked about they, they just don't know how to use it properly. Most people don't. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's very, very important. Great point. Um, you know, one of the things, so, so I, I mentioned like Joe, he, he was kind of on, the, he's on the back end of stuff. He, he handles the buying of the raw goods. He handles a lot of the bookkeeping responsibilities, accounting, um, you know, a lot of stuff as far as that goes that, that are behind the scenes that are absolutely necessary. But, you know, you, you the customer doesn't get to see. And then, you know, fortunately for me, I hate that stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I like the customer. Yeah. You know, interaction and, and relation and Joe does too. And he's really good at it. Um, but, uh, just kind of how we separated our roles for right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of how it, it's been. And so I'm kind of on, I'm, I'm in the face of the customer. I, if you call initial ascent, you're going to get me. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's just as simple as it is, you know, <laughs> you're going to get me. And if you don't get me, you can leave a message and I'm going to call you back. Yeah. Um, you know, the emails that we put out, I, I spend 30, 45 minutes every single night putting together the next day's email. And the way I've approached it, um, you know, we don't do the, a lot of the, you know, fancy logos and the fancy mm -hmm. pictures and, you know, all that eye appealing stuff. You know, it's, it's more like a, it's more like a letter or, or it's, it's more like an email to a buddy. Yeah. Um, where you, I, I talk about all kinds of stuff. I talk about like a, one email. I talked about a trip to the DMV 
and you know, and it's the a hellacious experience. Talk about you know my back problem, mm-hmm. and then how that relates to initial scent. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's more about building relationships with our customers, uh, and there's you know there's close to thirty thousand on our email list wow. that I'm trying to slowly build a relationship with and every email that comes out is is from me personally um and that's just another thing i love to do um i i love writing it i do get writer's block quite often (laughs) (laughs) but uh but i i do i i love doing that i love seeing the responses come back and and just how it's impacting people's lives yeah that's awesome. You know, and, that, and that's a great segue. We're coming up on an hour here, and I didn't mean to take up your in, in, entire night, but what are the best ways to get in touch with you if, if people have questions? I mean, we've kind of talked about a few things here, but what are the best ways to get a hold of you if people have these questions? Yeah, you can go to our website at uh, initialscent.com. We're on uh, social media, so just look up Initial Scent. Uh, I think it's at Initial Scent on Instagram. And then uh, initial ascent packs on Facebook, I believe. Okay. Um, and you can call us as well. Um, and on the website, there's there's an 800 number um, that you can call, and uh, you can get me basically, you know, from from eight to five on that. Uh, I try to keep business hours on on that phone because um, I know it's going to get. So there, it's going to come a point where I'm just not going to be able to, you know, keep up with that. But I'm also going to have to leave my other gig. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can call, um, email uh, dstokes at initialascent.com or info at initialascent.com. Uh, so those are the best ways. Awesome, and I'll I'll put those uh, some of that contact. Like I'll put all the. Uh, social media links, um, email, phone number, stuff like that down in the show notes so that if anybody wants to, they can can get a hold of Dennis and, and Joe and ask questions and, and things like that. So it makes it easy for anybody that's listening to the podcast and, and listening to the show. So, well, Dennis, I appreciate yeah. you uh, you taking some time with me to, to chat about you guys. I'm, I'm super stoked about what you're doing. I really am. I, I, I don't just say that. Like I said, I'm not just trying to blow smoke. Um, Everything I know about you guys, I know basically through Guy, and he speaks, you know, very, very highly of you all. And um, you know, everybody I've come in contact with that has had initial scent pack or has had any kind of interaction with you guys, you know, again, they all speak very highly of you. They can't say enough good things about you guys. So, so keep doing what you're doing. Uh, appreciate what you're doing for the industry. I'm looking forward to the the expo. I'd love to stop by, shake your hand, get to know you a little bit better as well. Please do. Yeah, I, I would really enjoy that. And thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of lot of fun. Let's, like I said earlier, let's make this a, a yearly occurrence. I'd love to keep everybody up to speed with what's going on, at least our listeners up to speed with what's going on with you all. Done. Cool. All right, Dennis, well, I'll let you back to your evening. I appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully we can talk soon, all right? Thanks, man. Take care. Okay, see you, buddy. <laughs>